Hello, and you're in the cool room. It's your old friend David Griffiths here, welcoming you to another cool room. A little bit later on the show, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded uh, a little bit earlier tonight, which is March the 22nd, with our good friend Peter from Masterson's Bar up in Mooney Ponds, who is having a sea shanty festival sing-along on Sunday the 25th. So it's a ripper yarn with Peter about uh, all that he's got stored up there and some great drinks and other bits and pieces. It's just a good friendly yarn. Hopefully people have uh, familiar with Peter, and if not, it'll be your first time having a listen to him. He's great value. But before that, it's one of my regular co-hosts and friends, Mr. Warren Wu. Good evening, good evening, audience, and good evening, David. How how is how is the world out there? How are you? The, the world, my friend, is um is damp. It's yes, um, quite damp. <laughs> quite very damp. You, which which I understand for you is more of a crisis than it is for me. It means I get wet toes when I wear my thongs down to the school drop-off in the morning. Uh, but for a man who's picking grapes and worrying about grape vintages, as you are, it's a bit more of a concern. Yeah, it's a mild concern. It is a mild concern. Uh, the, the grapes I'm looking at were late ripening anyway. There's always a chance of it. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, um as as we was, as I was saying off off air, the same the same conditions will give you different types of body fungus. Will also oh. kill off wine grapes. Uh, give the grapes body fungus as well. Yeah, but or yeah, just me. I think it's the same thing. I think wet, warm, wet and moist and slightly warm kind of just just is a is a good environment for for things with, to grow. And uh, yeah, you're a good country boy. You probably like me grew up. So the city folk won't understand this, but when you're in the country, you know, and you're having your local TV weather of an evening, you don't just sort of get the temperature and the rain. You get like, you know, shoot graziers alerts or brown <laughs> rot alerts. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Th- this strikes me as brown rot, as brown rot weather. Yeah, yeah, all those, all those morning, yeah, precisely. So yeah, city folk, and I, I'm well entrenched as a city folk now. As, as am I. As, as a member, as just before anyone decides that they don't want to vote for me for city of Melbourne anymore on the basis that I, I've heard of brown rot. Yeah, and and you know, as when it all comes down, I'm I'm I grew up in Geelong with a little bit of colac thrown in, and you're from Bendigo. And back back in the day, they were a lot less affluent and, and popular as they used to be but still you know win tv is is a treasure trove of, of of weird rural things and i can still sing the hinky field days theme song and the wedderburn wool expo theme song so oh yeah yeah totally and I'm... the still ads remember the still <laughs> chainsaw are they still around i haven't seen a a still chainsaw in a long, long time, on, you know, as you do. But also the industri- the ads for industrial-sized Roundup and stuff like that. Oh, you, yes. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, do you have a dandelion problem in your front path? It was like, yeah. do you have 50,000 acres of land that you've got to poison? <laughs> well, Roundup's the most efficient way to do it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's... Like those those rural shops are like the cash and carry of they're they're like Costco's of, <laughs> of rural farming. You just yeah you can get your you can get bunning sizes, but then you get get uh, you know rural farm supply shop. Um, it's they're genuinely a thing to behold. <laughs> um, so and we're going to place you in charge of the, we're going to place you in charge of the agenda tonight, mate. I've sent you through some ideas. I love I love being placed in charge of the agenda that I didn't write or don't have any <laughs> call for, but that's okay. All right, we'll we'll get started. Um, you know, we've we passed the minutes of the previous meeting, and uh, and now we're on to Ribena. Ribena controversy corner. Yeah. Straight out of the gate, it's been a while since we've had a, a good controversy corner. I can't find anybody Ribena in the shops at the moment. Is that just what? Is there a no? Brown rot related Ribena crisis, or I genuinely, this is Ribena, which is uppermost in my mind at the moment. That's, um, uh, is Ribena made in Australia? Um, it's like black currant. Black yes, for international listeners, we should probably explain a little bit that 
yeah, yeah. Like right, right, being a black current cordial, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, there's none around really. I just thought it was one of those ubiquitous things which which were just there and you didn't even have to think about it. And I've you know followed up the answer to my own question here. Yeah. By by putting it Google, into, the, did, into the Woolworths search engine. Website. Um it isn't there. What? Ribena. Yeah, they've got like Ribena drink, but not Ribena cordial. Oh my god, that's weird. What the hell's going on there? I don't know. And I'm, I'm very proud of myself for finding fan tails the other day. Oh, that's I good. Which I won't yeah. eat while we record and gum up my jaws. No. And... <laughs> fan tails, yeah, but fan tails are still, aren't they still sold in, in I, cinemas? Like I've been, they're, they're I've been still fine a... for a couple of weeks. A couple of years, I should say. There was, um, there was a peanut brittle thing that was sold. Uh, another plug for our favorite, our favorite shop, the Ascot, the Ascot Corner Store uh, <laughs> on Kent Street. They they'd found a box of peanut brittle. You know, they I can't even. It's not even peanut brittle. Like it's a peanut brittle bar, and I can't <laughs> quite remember the name, but it's got blue, white, and red packaging, full packaging around this like peanut brittle with Kevin chocolate. Uh, if anyone can remember, yeah, just just kind of drop us a line on one of our social media <laughs> platforms. But it's uh, like they found a box and I hadn't seen one since like 1992. Uh, it had been like it completely gone. And this could have been from 1992. And it's one of those products like a Twinkie. Um, it'll be it'll be around after the if if there's boxes around they'll be after the nuclear holocaust. But <clears throat> yeah, strange. Are you like I'm I'm happy that they're like they they're gone because I'll just eat a box of a week and I'm pretty much the only person who bought them. It was uh, <laughs> and, may, and maybe that's why they phased them out. Do you think yeah, maybe might? maybe. But they were they're bloody delicious. If you yeah, if you like kind of like peanut toffee covered in chocolate and who the hell wouldn't oh, i do like go, that. go find them um the other thing is that uh f- like so so my child isn't the best eater in the world uh and he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination my wife my wife specializes in in feeding and eating kids so so she, like she's she's got it under control i have got i have got nerves of jelly and uh, I just need to feel like there's enough. There's a, I've been feeding them enough. And do you think I can find sustard in gold, like original sustard in gold anywhere? Like there's ones for athletes. There's like the sports <laughs> sustard in gold. And there's one for diabetics. No OG, no original sustard in gold. Doesn't exist. It's, 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 Is that like, you know, you just can't, you know, Talk about old men, white men's conversations. There's yeah, yeah. yeah. Me <laughs> this is pretty much it. This is, is... There, is it possible just to buy a shampoo that's not for you know <laughs> people who have curly hair on the left side and damaged hair on the right side or something like that? Yeah. Like... What, whatever happened to normal shampoo? What yeah. Happened... <laughs> normal shampoo for normal people. Gee, the, I've got to say the podcast. There'd be all these people tuning in for craft beer discussion. And yeah. all they're getting is, you know, is, is this is, is our usual bullshit. Um, but if they could make, if someone could make a chocolate peanut toffee brittle, uh, maybe porter or brown owl, that would be excellent. Well, yes, yes. I, I do notice the Timothy Timothy Slamothy is from Moondog is coming back out again. Uh, oh, is it very soon? I think that's the, they're having their launch of that in the next week or so. So. You know, it's not not quite what you're after, but not a million miles away. No, not not completely out of that ballpark. All right, moving on in our agenda. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right, Gypsy Hill delayed. Yes, Gypsy Hill delayed. I wanted to first of all, you know, remind people that on uh, it's now Thursday, the first of April in the evening. So Easter Thursday, if such a thing exists, you're more liturgical than I. You might know what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say it exists. <laughs> yeah, but so, um, what, what, what would the big what would the big J have been doing on the <laughs> Thursday morning? He, uh, he he would have been drinking craft beer from Gypsy Hill uh, yeah. with the brewers. And totally. so 
Uh, we are gathering in Melbourne that evening on Zoom, uh, and everyone should come and join us uh, for that uh, for that evening. And the brewers from Gypsy Hill in London will be ready to go from there to talk us through some of their amazing beers. That's um, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be exciting. The plan was for it to happen a week before uh, now. Um, but that didn't happen because the Australian Quarantine Service didn't inspect and still haven't inspected the uh, container that they're in. So they're all oh. sitting down on the docks waiting to be released. So sincere apologies to people who are looking forward to it on that yeah. day. I think most people have been able to roll with that punch yeah. pretty well. And um, we've sold out of tasting packs in the tasting store. Oh, that's in the great. Online store. So thank you to everyone. I think people jumped on really early and um, a big thank you to everyone who, who did that and made sure that that happened. Don't worry, Warren. I've got one tucked aside for you. You're <laughs> What's that? For a moment, I thought, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're really looking forward to that night and um, that should be good. And we've got to, and thank you to everyone, I guess, who's uh, suggested other breweries and put us in touch with other breweries. We're working through some of those. There's some really great suggestions. And um, I know, for instance, that we have Blackmans locked in for the 29th of April. Uh, our old friend, Paul Sultana, who was out at uh, Two Birds for a long time yeah. and is now working as a rep for them, is putting aside some of their new release fun beers for us. And... Uh, so if you're wondering, thinking to yourself, should I buy that Blackman's that's sitting on the shelf? Uh, well, you can hang on and get a great deal from us in a, in a week or two when we start to push those out. Yeah, that'll be terrific too. It'll be good to, yeah, it's good to have them around again. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Well, so, oh, that, so I suppose that leaves us to that point in the night where we discuss places we've been. Which, and we've been places. We've actually been places. Well, I've yeah, it's surprising because because this time of year, being 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 kind of wine vintage time, and it's it normally I don't go out much anyway, and yeah, it's it's so it's nice to have, yeah to have actually had something contribute here, even though yeah, it's it's not much. Um, so Mighty Craft, and and we've both been in the Mighty Craft now. Oh, you've been as well, have you? No, I, I was there. I was there a while ago. I was there a couple of weeks after it. Uh, maybe yeah, a few weeks after it opened, I paid them a visit. Uh, yeah, just for a lunch with with uh, with a few mates. It was it was it was okay. Well, I'll I'll reserve. I won't hear your I won't hear your thoughts on it first. Um, you've you've sort of taken the words out of my mouth. I've got to say, um, yeah. which. I think it's just one of those places that isn't for me. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's really sort of designed to be for me, even though it's a craft beer place. Yeah. Um, when I we went there on Friday and walked past it again much later on Friday night, and it was packed and doing really well. And so I reckon they these guys know exactly what they're doing, and um, you know, good on them. Yeah. Uh, but that said. It was almost clinically clean. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Um, as, and probably the other bit of it as well is that I think they probably had about ten different beers on tap. Yeah. Maybe a little more, but most of them were sort of pretty equivalent. So they like from three or four breweries who I presume are the breweries who have stakes in in the brand. And we're all producing decent, quaffable pale ales and IPAs and so forth. But there wasn't, out of 10 taps, there wasn't a, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm managing to taste something as amazing as this kind of beer. Yeah. Yeah. There's So, so for those who don't know, Mighty Craft is a listed is a listed company so you'll find them on the asx uh and i think the idea is they've they've bought under the one umbrella a whole different range of, of beverages to be able to create a kind of a, 
a, a single portfolio and this is the show and the mighty craft venues are a showcase as far as i understand it the other bit that i know is uh ash the i think he's the guy in charge of developing these venues was the original general manager of the of uh the little creatures beer hall in in uh, uh, brunswick okay. street yeah so so he's got they've got they do have some yeah they do have some uh they've yeah they've got a few they've got some good elements behind them but uh, I, I think you're right it was it it was a bit clinical for me and the yeah there was it's i don't know uh, uh, there they didn't there's not much adventure there and there wasn't mm. much yeah um but still good like good i could there there'd be a, yeah it's it's funny it should be aimed at people like us but who is it aimed at mildly mildly more boring versions of us well, I'm, I'm flattered. Versions of us who don't have a podcast. Yeah, I, I suspect that's almost exactly right. Um, you know, there was races on at Mooney Valley Racecourse, which is a big Melbourne racecourse for overseas listeners, sort of, you know, around the corner. And I sort of feel it's a bit like it's designed for people coming and going from that. Oh, yeah. um, you know, want something a bit more interesting than VB and draft. And it, it's certainly that there's not, you know, I feel like I'm damning it with terribly faint praise. Yeah. It's the kind of place if you said to me, oh, David, I'm sitting there, come and have a beer. I would, wouldn't think yeah. twice. Yeah. But yep. it's not the kind of place that I'd go, oh, gee, I've got to travel across the city and give that one a go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I cruised past the Jetty Road. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. It wasn't really... Uh, it's not a brewery or anything a jetty road in lawn like so they've got an outlet in lawn and i believe they're getting a, a version of my they might be getting a version of mighty craft as well uh you know, anyone down in lawn like, don't we see some ads for that at some stage yeah i think so 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 yeah there i don't know if that's if that's a relation so the jetty so the jetty road brewery and another venue so the, there's there's things there's things going on and it seems like an interesting enough project um, but that's not not crafty enough, I suppose. It's just a little bit. It, it's it's a little bit corporate crafty. Yeah, which is I, okay. And I, I, yeah, it's just not our jam. Yeah, I, um, I think that's exactly right. What was my jam though was uh, bench warmer. I really like bench warmer. I thought it was uh, uh, so a little North Melbourne. Victoria Street venue. Uh, can't quite remember what was in that space previously. I believe it was a bicycle shop and then a pet shop. I reckon it was a. I reckon it was a pet shop. I reckon you're one hundred percent. Yeah. Correct in in that. Yep. That's um. Yeah. Really and really uh, really good. Um. I thought yeah. Whereas whereas. Mighty Craft was a bit too clinical and a bit too, uh, and not enough venture interest. I think I think uh, Benchwarmer has a lot of adventure and interest. Um, Absolutely, I think the the beer lineup when we dropped down there a couple of weeks ago was pretty amazing. I've got to say. Yeah. Yep. And and to be able to pick something out of the fridge, I love the I love the idea of of just adding a, a drink in price to anything you pull out of the fridge. Uh, so, uh, I think it was $3. You just simply add $3 to the price of anything that, that you pull out of the drinks fridge and you can smash that. And we, I think that's a, a really good, genuine way to go. The food menu looked, the food menu looked pretty tasty, like slightly, slightly Japanese feel on, on a whole bunch of beery type snacks, which was really cool. Um, yeah, outdoor, a bit of outdoor space, a bit of indoor space. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. A good venue. And I think they do sort of free beer tastings and things on a Tuesday evening or something, which I'll never be able to get to because of council things. But um, it's a, you know, a good, fun way of getting people in the door. So good and lucky yeah, doing nice that. Yeah, nice one. Yep. 
that's good. I think they'll grow too. Uh, there's, there's, I was there with a, a good, with a good friend who lives in the North Melbourne area, not far from the, the Queen Victoria market. And he, and um, yeah, he, he kind of pointed out that and made the reminder me that, yeah, there's not really any craft like proper craft beer places in North Melbourne. Um, no, especially since the Royal Mail on Spencer, 519 Spencer Street. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely not. Um, yeah, it, it, particularly given the, the like Errol Street, Victoria Street thing, you'd think that that, that would have, yeah, there would have been something, but no, no. Uh, no, it's, a, it's yeah, it, you, I really just sort of hope it kicks on and yep. uh, they were one of those places that is absolutely sort of, Front and centre were opening at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because of COVID and things like that. So, yeah, that would have uh, been tough. You know, a shout out to them on, on that front and go down and support them if you can. Uh, and you apparently you visited the guys across the road too. Yes. So there's a bar across the road from them called, from Benchwarmer called Summer's Garden. So, again, we're sort of talking up at the Errol Street end of Victoria Street in North Melbourne. And I'd sort of seen that pottering along but hadn't got there and a couple of my old locals from the Royal Mail were in there one night and said why don't you drop in and um I had a ball I had an absolute ball I've got so, to say so, so where is it the old I don't know how it is it white kind of that white art deco-y type building across the road that used to be no, you're thinking what used to be the North Melbourne Hotel and Mosquito Bar. And uh, yes. Now yeah, one of those. No, this is the old florist shop, although you and I are probably too young to ever remember seeing anyone purchase flowers there. So it's been a very decrepit oh. site uh, for, you know, 15, 20 years. Yep. Um, with some fake plastic flowers or something in the window and not much else. Oh, there you go. Um, but sort of, so this is, it's a, if you had to put a, a style on it, it's sort of a Japanese whiskey style bar. Nice. Um, some great lineups of Japanese whiskey, not cheap. It's got to be sick, but you know, a really good lineup and um, a few basic Japanese beers on tap to accompany those. And that works well in terms of, you know, having a, having a beer to have while you're, you know, trying a couple of fun whiskies, and just really gets that feel of uh, authenticity without being slavish to it. It's not like someone has, you know, tried has bought a shipping container full of Japanese knickknacks and filled them up, you know, filled the joint full of them. But it's full of all sorts of fun little pokey rooms and. You know, just enough stuff to sort of to to get its point and get its vibe going. So, yep. um, I had a ball there, and um, when I've uh, when I've got a little bit more money, I'll go back there and, and have a good night. They've got some really fun flights of whiskies that you can taste. So it's it's starting to become quite a quite a fun, interesting part of part of the city again like Errol Street's always had a had an interesting vibe um and a good like a good feel like good local shops uh but yeah with a few more things opening and you know the like Heartland Records is just down the road so you can if you're yeah it's got that yeah it's always had a a little bit of music kind of a good a good if not overly loud evening vibe but yeah it's it sounds like a lot's going on down there which is great i think it's i think it's kind of good yeah and i think you know i guess one of the messages that we put out here is that you know if you want these things to exist in your neighborhood yeah then you've got to go out and support them yeah um, absolutely you can't sort of turn around you know, you know a year's time and go oh why doesn't anyone ever open a good chicken burger place or a good <laughs> When you when you've got one, you've got to um, you've got to support yeah. them. Totally, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with that, I think I think we've covered all our bases. We're at the bottom of the agenda. I think. 
I think unless there's any general just a list of ideas. I don't want people to think that we, you know, we have some beautifully typed agenda that we, you know, work <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, we, it's <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dave took a photo of a scribbled bunch of notes that he had written while he was probably while he was doing something else. Well, it's it's. What I'm actually trying to be somewhat conscientious and scribble them down when I think of them or when I, you know, oh, you know, clever, yeah. The next actually, because I kept on finding. You know, I kept on, we kept on recording things. I'd go, no, I haven't tasted anything new or been anywhere new. <laughs> and then later on that afternoon, I'd go, oh, hang on. What about that delicious something yeah, around that I had? Uh, oh, have we tasted anything new? I don't reckon. Oh, that's a good question. No, damn it. No, look, I haven't tasted anything new, but I did for, for, for very long-term listeners to the podcast who remember back to the very early episodes that Damien and I recorded uh, many of which focused around drinking in parks in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. Uh, I was out playing bowls at Glenroy Bowls Club on the weekend and I did sort of sneak out later on after I'd finished my game and just had with my tinny of Melbourne in my hand and just sort of had a quick wander around, you know, one end of the park just to sort of, you know, reacquaint myself with with uh, the heritage of the Cool Room podcast in that way. <laughs> I love that. Um Oh, that does remind me. I'd, I had you have been drinking in parks. In North I know I haven't been drinking in parks. I've, I was. Um, there was, there was a quick one. There, here's another venue, and I had, I had, I happen to have a beer there. So this is, a, this is a new venue, and I totally forgot about and a beer. And this only happened on the weekend. So this is, this is telling <laughs> you how my week's going. Uh, Mr. Brownie, down in South Melbourne, and it's not a part of the world which I'm, I'm. I usually visit, uh, but mm. I just had a, I had a meeting there with uh, I had a meeting there that we had to go to. And so it was fairly relaxed thing. So Mr. Brownie, I think it opened as a craft beer. It was, it was like, it was like bench warm. It opened as a craft beer place at the worst possible time before COVID. I think it shut down and the guy who took it over, whose name just escaped me, owns a whole bunch of uh, guy of, uh middle eastern slash indian uh no subcontinent slash indian style venue so so horn please is one of them and mr brownie so it's got that it's got a real a real uh a real interesting kind of indian indian take on the whole beer thing and it makes sense because indian food and beer go fantastically well yeah. As a matter of fact well you know uh, the 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 most popular beer style at the moment has India in its name it's like so <laughs> let's uh, and for a whole bunch of other reasons but it, you know Indian uh, Indian food and beer work really well uh I was there it was quite it was nice it was good um I think it was like nine dollars for pots and fourteen dollars for pints and they had I don't know about oh, 15 to 20 good things on tap which was good. The food wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Like it was just a bit, we just had a couple of snacky things and it wasn't. Did they sell brownies? No, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I, I like, and I should, we should. And as this, these things, we probably should do more research on why it is. And they should sell brownies. Yes, but they don't. I reckon you get onto Alan Fells and the A, this, you know, the A uh yeah but i tried kylie you did um the hawkers thing we're, we're gonna try it so uh like west coast ipa style it was good it was really good it was everything you'd expect it to be an awesome packaging great name um nice little beer from hawkers uh yeah yeah well i reckon and, that's a that's a really good place i reckon for us to stop our little chat because yeah. one of the things that Pete and I have a chat about in the second bit of the show is um, his little festival of hawkers that he had the other day. And oh, he's got nice a few one. different hawkers on tap. And I reckon... Yeah. How's that for a random segue? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, so if we had a proper agenda, you would have known what you were doing. Yeah, but no, no idea. Uh, so right there, thank you very much. And yeah, we'll leave it to, to you and Pete having a chat. Hello, and you're in the cool room. It's your old friend David Griffiths here. 
And we're joined, I think it's fair to say, uh, in terms of old friends of the program, uh, by one of our very best old friends, Peter Cornwell from Masterson's up in Mooney Ponds. How are you, my friend? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Now, we're going to have a yarn about a few bits and pieces, including a very fun event that you've got coming up. But right off the top, why don't you just tell us where we can find you physically and where we can find you virtually so that people who might want to track that back down again can, can find it right at the start of the episode. Sure. We're at the uh, major hub of social activity that is Pasco Vale Road, Mooney Pond. This is true. Uh, one, yes, 167. We're a good uh, kilometre away from the horrible intersection that is Mooney Pond, straight down <laughs> Paco Road. Uh, yeah, a black spot of fun. So we've lightened the area up. <laughs> You're more or less the other side of Queen's Park from Mooney Ponds, aren't you? People yeah, we're people. about 300 metres away from Queen's Park towards uh, Essendon. And um, virtually, if people are trying to track you down on the Facebook... Oh, uh, we're, on the, we're on the interwebs. Uh, there's, if you go to Facebook and put in Masterson's Bar or Bar Masterson, we're there. Uh, Instagram, Masterson's Bar. Twitter, I think we're Masterson's Bar. Um, where else? Oh, we've got a website, www.masterson's.com.au. <laughs> It's some real consistency of branding there, which I which I quite admire. You put a bit of thought into that. Well, yeah, and like our if you go to our website, it's actually looking uh, relatively flash these days. The lovely Mooney Valley City Council gave us uh, some money to do it all up, and I better have a, I better have a look while we chat because I don't. It's funny you. I really actually look at you know bars uh, web pages. I normally just sort of check out what's going on on their Facebooks. So. Yeah, well, like, there's a couple well, of things a, on there. It's allowed us to actually put a shop there, and we do tickets to all our events on it. So it saves us going through Eventbrite and things like that. It saves us like a reasonable amount of money just to do it ourselves. So thank you to the Mooney Valley City Council. Good on the Mooney Valley City Council. We won't we won't hear otherwise. And um, in terms of events you've got coming up, well, we said that your footy tippings must be underway by now, but um, yeah, we've got all. Funnily enough, we've got like 30-odd, like nearly 40 people join. That's fantastic. It's a, big, it's a big comp. I won it last year by five, so hopefully that continues because <laughs> I wouldn't. I quite like the nearly 600 bucks its first prize. The, uh, you know, it reminds me of the old Tatsotto drawers when the government officials used to come and sit in the corner. Yeah. You need to put a government official in the corner for your footy tipping drawing, you know? Well, it goes through ESPN and I can't work out how to fiddle with the results. So <laughs> it must be pretty good. I'm, I'm relieved to hear that. It sounds all above board. We've um, got a gin and, gin and tonic tasting as well on Thursday. That's what I was about to say. It's a, before, we, before we launch into our main discussion, what's the gin and tonic tasting all about? So this is... On the 25th of March, which is only a day or two away from when we're recording, but I'll try and get this episode up tonight if I can. So, Yeah, like uh, a new tonic mob on the scene called uh, Long Rays. Uh, been having a chat to them, and they're really driving this uh, gene tea tasting on Thursday with Bathtub Gin, who are just located off Victoria Street in Brunswick. So if you know the little industrial state where Foreigner Brewing is, I do, I do indeed. They're just a couple of doors down from Foreigner. Yeah, righto. Yeah. What about Long, what about Long Rays themselves? Are they a... Long Rays are a Queensland tonic company. I don't say I've heard of them before. No, they're, it's not uh, quite a good tonic, so we've started using it. But, um, yeah, they're really keen to get into the market and, you know, driving things for for everyone and organising. It's like, yeah, we can do that. Everybody likes gin. Everyone likes gin and everyone likes gin on a... Now, what's that going to be, a... Thursday night. A Thursday night. Get on. There's a, well, give, we're, given that we're still in limited uh, space, uh, I think we've got space for about 20 people to do the GNT tasting. So a reasonable amount of the tickets have already been snapped up, but get on. There's still a few there. So. Oh, that sounds really good, mate. And what I can see from time to time that you've got a beer in your hand. What are you indulging in tonight before we get on to other uh, Tonight, I uh, hopped into the cool room and I grabbed one of my uh, favourite beers this year, mainly, well, 
A, it's a very good beer, and B, I like the branding. So it's the Moondog Run the Jewels collab. Uh, yes, I haven't had that yet. Yeah, the Hazy IPA. I do have a couple of other boxes of Moondog, which have recently arrived in my possession, which I'm looking forward to tucking into. So, Oh, which ones did you get? Uh, I have the Black Lung and the the Duke of Chifley. I wanted to make sure I got... Ah, the barley one. Yeah, that's right. So, Yeah, we, we got the Black Lungs. They uh, went out about as fast as they came in. Uh, that does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, all of the um, the big imperial stouts and uh, Moondog just go. Yeah. And they're quite happily to sit on people's shelves for a while, so well, it yeah, works. It's, it's funny, I've got the box next to a couple of the black lungs from other years just sitting on my floor at the moment. And so um, certainly when we're in the process of packing up the, uh, the pub, I squirreled away a couple of those little fun things for myself for future reference. So. The black lungs and the jumping the sharks and um, Captain Raisin Beards and that's, that's exactly the Captain Raisin Beard in particular. I'm really looking forward to coming back to that one one day. Yes, I uh, when Moondog opened Moondog World, I was there for their opening, and for some reason the barman was giving me pints of Captain Raisin Beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to know what it was like the next morning? Well, I had three of them, and um, Adam, the head brewer, he got one, and he was quite happy with that. And I got back to the bar and was wondering why I was feeling a bit tipsy. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I found that, you know, we could have we could split a bottle between four people, and, uh, you know, that, that was about – I thought that was about the right sort of numbers and equation for that uh, three pints thereof. Oh. What was it? Was it – 15%? I can't remember. what. It was. Oh, it was big. It was uh, somewhere between 12 and 15. I can't remember off yeah. the top of my head. I've got a bottle of the back, but... Um, special beer. Yes. But, look, but we didn't come to talk Moondog. We didn't come to talk uh, gin. We came to talk sea shanties. Sea shanties. It's um, an interesting story. So we've got a uh, regular... Jared, who's a teacher, a music teacher at one of the local uh, schools. Uh, him and his partner, Emily, live down the street. They drop in all the time with their greyhound and Alfie. And Alfie, if you're listening, Alfie. Al- Alfie's a, yeah, she's a favourite of the bar. She comes in with her own blanket and just has a snooze. <laughs> and so having a chat to Jared and he's part of a sea shanty group. And he decided that, well, just generally having a chat to him, that um, sea shanties I've been, um, and just correct me if I'm wrong here, sea shanties have been really popular during lockdown on TikTok. They, they have. I don't, I'm not, I love sea shanties, but I don't quite understand why the flower has bloomed in the last year or so, but you're absolutely right. But they've gone off. And, um, before, lo- so this time last year, so today's the day that everything went to shit. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly right. And probably worth noting that today's the exactly one year anniversary of the start of lockdown. So I think it was actually about this time that um, Uncle Dan got on the television and said, okay, uh, we're in trouble here. And I had a room full of, oh, I was, it was a Sunday, a Sunday, a Sunday evening and we probably had about 10 people in here and just tried to drink as much as we can. So, Well, yeah, I think that we're all thinking that we were going to get to operate on a Monday night. I totally understand why we didn't. But on that Sunday night, I was still cracking kegs, as I think you know, whereas yeah. uh, I really created a problem for myself there rather than just um, locking up shop then and there. Well, so the Sea Shanty group, and uh, so Jared's the group who were performing is Shantily Clad. Shantily Clad. We'll Shantily Clad. They had um, actually recorded an album and they were going to go up to Broome for a sea shanty weekend. <laughs> yep. For lack- yeah, so it's going to be like a big, um, like all the sea shanty groups of Australia are going to get there and have a bit of a sea shanty off. A shantyathon. A shantyathon. And unfortunately, you know, things happened. So... Fast forward to uh, beginning of this year, we're having a chat to Jared, 
and they were preparing to uh, release their album at the uh, Mission to Seafarers on Flinders Street. Which is an amazing space for anyone who hasn't been there. And we're on a side issue, the City of Melbourne is currently uh, inviting community responses as to what to do with that space. So, oh, I'm told it is actually a very, very good venue. I haven't had the opportunity to go down there, but um, a number of our customers have come in and they mentioned that they were there when they saw the sea shanty. And, um, yeah, it's supposed to be awesome. So, well, they had their album launch there uh, uh, what uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, right. Or two and a half weeks ago. So they uh, packed the venue out. Um, I think you can... There's bits of it floating around on uh, Facebook where it's a really interactive experience. So the the band is, or the band, or the, the singers uh, up the front having us, and they, everybody in the crowd joins in. And that just sounds, it sounds like exactly what a Sunday afternoon with a few beers should be all about. Having a bit of a sing song uh, about sea shanties. It's going to be interesting because we're only, like, as you know, we're only tiny and we're limited to 25 uh, customers at the moment. So I'm assuming it's going to get loud. <laughs> I, look, I think having been to a few events up at your bar, I think it's always fair to say that it'll end up loud. I think that's going to be, that's an absolute given. But um, I reckon it's going to be one of those ones as well as you reckon, everyone will go, oh, I don't really know any sea shanties. Maybe I know what shall we do with a drunken sailor, but that might be sort of about it. I always but, think of um, uh, on the way to South Australia, or is it, you know, heave away, hole away on the way to yep. South Australia? Yeah. Or bound for botany. But I reckon that's yeah, almost the exactly the point that I'm making. I reckon when you stop and start to think about it, you realise you know way more of these songs than you than you probably thought. I reckon two beers in and your memory will, will come back, you know, you know, completely. And, well, we're also going, we're going to have, um, in true Sea Shanty spirit, we're going to be having some uh, dark and stormies. So plenty of rum, plenty of ginger beer and rum. Uh, if we want to do some rum boilermakers, why not? <laughs> so, so what you're really suggesting is that people might want to book in uh, Monday as a day off as well. That you know, it's important not just to you know get along on Sunday, but to have no real ambitions for what you're going to do with your Monday. Well, thankfully, it's at a two thirty kickoff. So, if you want to plough through and continue on all Sunday night, you're more than welcome to. But you do, you will have the opportunity to uh, go home and sleep earlier. Which I, I reckon after a dark and stormy and a sing or two, I might be. I reckon I might be in that category. I could see myself happily toddling off out the door at about six thirty at night, not the morning, um, rather than you know, sitting around. And, and because I reckon the later the night goes, the more the uh, boiler makers will sound like a good idea. Yes, and if you're um, interested in the actual in the the band Chantilly Clad. They have their own website, which is chantillyclad.com. And I'm sure they're, pardon me, that they're on the social medias as well? Uh, that's a good question. I definitely know they're on. They, I assume they are. They're yeah, on. They're they've, on they've, got their, yeah. they've got their own interweb page, so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure that will be the case, so. Uh, now, in terms of if people like what they're hearing there and... Look, I certainly do. Do people need to book? Is it just a question of first in, best dressed? You know, conscious you're saying you've only got the 25 spots and, you know, how should people make sure they can get in? Well, hopefully it's going to be a nice day. So we'll be able to have people um, in the beer garden. And given the how loud I expect it to be, it's going to be easily heard out there. <laughs> um, so I think, like, it'll be, it'll be first in best dress, definitely for inside, where we're limited to 25. Uh, outside, we're limited to 20. So, yeah, yet again. But, you know, 45 is we will be packed. So, yeah, get in. If it sounds like your cup of tea, I'm sure there'll be space for you. I reckon it'll be a bit like Super Bowl Day, where you uh, used all sorts of nooks and crannies that you managed to accommodate everyone who wanted to come in and we all took our little turns to get out the back or do something else for a little bit. And uh, it, I reckon it'll be the same sort of thing. It'll be done in the right spirit and everyone will, will help to make it work, yeah? 
Yes, it would be just a lot less football. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a question how much for football there really was on Super Bowl Day, but let's not, you know, let's not sort of dwell on that too much. Well, yeah, starting to drink at like 9.30 in the morning is always a good day. Exactly right. Now, speaking of drinks that make a good day, what have you got on tap at the moment? And have you got anything else that you've landed lately? I think when I was last up there, you had a whole lot of different dollar bill uh, in there, some really fun bits and pieces. But do you want to tell us a couple of highlights of, of what's in the fridges and on the taps at the moment? Well, on the taps, we've got uh, a few. We had a Hawkers event on uh, Friday, so we've got a, bits and pieces of those still floating around. Have you, got, Hawk- have you got the original pale ale, which, uh, much to some people's surprise, I said in the last episode, was right up there for my beer of the year so far in terms of, you know, just a really good, honest beer at an amazing price. I have the hazy pale ale on tap, but I have a couple of slabs of the original pale ale because I like it. You're a good man. And, uh, yeah, available for purchase. Because in the 440 mil, I think it's eight bucks. It's bang for yeah. buck. It's awesome. No, no, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's amazing like that. And I was saying that it's one of those beers. There's a whole lot of beers now, you know, that, what are we talking, five, eight years ago. When you revisit them, you go, oh, you know, I'm just not into that like I used to be. Yeah. That one, I reckon, still stacks up. If someone had brought that out today, you'd go, oh, yeah, that's a really good one. It doesn't feel like an old recipe. No, no, and it's interesting how they brought it out in the bigger can. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very nice little four-pack to pick up and, and carry home of an afternoon. Yeah, we've got um, a f- we've got three sours on at the moment. We've got a, the Uzu and Sour Plum from Hawkers, mm-hmm. uh, Citre from La Serene, Always a quality, uh, quality drink, one of my favourites. Yeah, and the vanilla cola sour from Tallboy. Oh, yes. Now, what do you think of that? I have semi-mixed feelings about that one. I'll be, I'll be upfront about that. It's growing on me. I yeah. Look, I'll be front up. I thought the cola sour that they did was probably the best beer they ever did. Mm. Um, first taste of the vanilla was like, oh, okay, and it's really – like the vanilla-ish flavours are really coming through now. Um, look, I enjoy it. It's different and we like different. So, Well, I might have to come up and give it a go. I reckon I had it out of the can, um, you know, almost the week that it was released or something. Yeah. I wonder whether maybe it's just sort of mellowed and if some of that vanilla-iness is coming through now. That sounds, yeah, that I think it probably has mellowed in the in the keg especially, like all, you know, the 50-litre 50, 50 sludges around and, yeah. Um, other ones we've got on, we've got uh, oh, the big double, oh, the uh, juice train. Oh, yes, the double juice train. Yeah. And the double juice train. <laughs> Still some of my favourite beers, really. Yeah. Oh, and then you can have, like, and, like the, the fight between the two. So you can have the juice train first, then the double juice train, and you get the juice trainy goodness, then you basically just taste the orange juice. Then you go back to juice train and it tastes like water. <laughs> This, again, makes me feel like, you know, a visit up at the moment, you know, has danger written all over it. It's a, it, at 9%, it's a big beer. Yeah. Yeah, but still, so. But part of its charm is that it's still very drinkable for a 9%. Oh, you could, you have, if I didn't tell you it was 9%, you wouldn't know and you just get smashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely buy a beware. But you realise very quickly. Um, <laughs> when, when, your also, knees, when your knees don't seem to work like they used to when you walk in, is it sort of the... Or your knees feel a lot better than they did with, <laughs> when you came in. <laughs> in my case, that's how it happened. As you say, depending on what you've done with your knees over the years, that's... Yeah. Yes. And, um, um, and have you packaged? Have you anything, anything new and fun there for? Well, I was going to say, um, I've got one more keg that I haven't tapped yet, which is the um, Hypercolor California IPA from Deeds. I got that last week. Oh yes, I saw that one in the in the in the business literature. Yes, and that's uh, that keg's sitting in the fridge, ready to go. So, as soon as the West Coast uh, disappears, I'll uh, pop that on. Well, that's a little uh, incentive for people to come down and help out between now and Sunday as well, isn't it? Just to you know, make sure that one's ready to rock and roll. Yes. Um, Package-wise, trying to think. 
We haven't like it's it's just constant what we've been doing lately. There's, There's nothing... a lot of fun ones out there at the moment. It's uh... there are too many fun ones at the moment that I always forget. Like we got the uh, um, the triplicity and the Kylie from Hawkers. Yep. So the Kylie's the double rye. Yeah, now I've seen that down at my friend. Which is really, really good. You know, beer of mine, but I haven't actually uh, haven't actually got into one of those yet. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. Yet again, it hides the, the big alcohol with a huge flavour. Um, the Triplicity, I think, is a triple hopped uh, double, which is super hoppy, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, and we got the double juice trading cans as well. Because, but well, it's been about two years since they last did it. So, yeah, no, if you, no, you don't see it all that often. So, no, if you want to take a couple of home, they're sitting here, and that's been a very popular option. You have one here and take one home and fall asleep on the sofa. <laughs> it's like you've got a television camera in my lounge room or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, after all those council meetings, I'm sure you need a good snooze. <laughs> I never snooze when I'm there, just for the record. And you save it for when you get home. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, look, mate, that sounds both like some amazing life of drinks, but I'm super excited by the sea shanty idea. I really genuinely am. So uh, I'm going to get down there on Sunday afternoon, and I'm sure a few of the other cool room guys will as well. So I uh, really encourage people, if you not just if you feel like seeing us, but to come down and be part of a a really fun event that's going to be run in the right spirit and just be just be good fun without people taking themselves too seriously, I reckon. Uh, and, like, they all got, like, the little matching – oh, no, little matching – the matching uh, blue and white striped T-shirts and going to look, you know, semi-convict, prisoner of Mother England. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to it. And, um just hit us with uh, one more time where you are physically and so that people can make sure they rock up in the right place and not wander around through Mooney Ponds and end up at some other far less exciting place. Well, Marston's Bar, we're 167 Pasco Vale Road, Mooney Ponds. Uh, we're ooh, 200 metres up from the swimming pool towards Essendon and 100, oh, yeah, about 50 odd metres down from Buckley Street. If you keep walking down, Pascoe Road, you end up at Cross Keys, you've gone too far. And if you go the, <laughs> you go the other way, you'll end up at the junction, you've gone too far. So. Yeah, you've gone too far if that happens. Yes. Well, thank you again for being on the show. You've been generous with your time again today. Um, people who want to check out all of the backstory of Masterson's itself can delve back into the podcast archives. I reckon it must be about 18 months ago or something now that you would have first been on telling us stories of the Pink Door and various other bits and pieces of the history of the joint. So, yeah, we've been open nearly three years now. Is that right? Yeah, that's scary. It really is. Um, that starts to make me feel a little bit old, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> I just sit here and, you know, try and remember what happened. <laughs> you, you have to start keeping notes if you're anything like me just to make sure you actually do know. No, then maybe I just want to forget anyhow. So <laughs> good on you, Peter. Thank you for your time tonight, mate. Uh, and uh, you've been a, a very generous guest and um, always a very generous host when we come to visit in the flesh. So we look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I look forward to seeing you Sunday. Cheers, mate. See ya.